0: This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman woo, here with you on a Friday morning. Glad to have joined you or I'm sorry, glad that you have joined us at Supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. I want to thank all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churning Spoon House. Remember, I believe Strange Brew was still open as we drove past it here in the dead of night to get back to the Startville studio. I'm surprised Joel didn't duck in there and just be like, you know, just give me a little shot of something. Just to give me that through this next hour or so with Hey Dad. Uh, but, of course, you know, they're always open taking care of you guys from morning to night. Great, you know, and, and, you know, cold drinks or hot drinks. Last week it was cold drinks. This week it's hot drinks. We walked out of side today. I knew it was cold. I've gotten old, Joel. So I'm starting to get a little more fine-tuned with the weather. Maybe it's just because, you know, the planet and I are becoming one. We've been together so long now. I knew it was cold. But we walked out of the press box and you were like, I didn't know it was this cold. Like, eh, it's kind of cold. Yeah. yeah. So this would make a good night for hot coffee.
1: It would. For hot chocolate. Um, but as much as I would enjoy it right now, yeah. I would not enjoy it when I leave here and I'm wired like 1 yeah. a.m. Yeah,
0: 2 in the morning and you're still awake. Yeah. So, well, maybe tomorrow then. You can definitely hit up Strange Brew. Oh, and I coffee will. I know oh, you will. Uh, our good friends over at College Corner and collegecornerstore.com, you know, heading into the stadium tonight, I see a lot of people with some sharp looks. I gotta think, you guys are hitting up College Corner and CollegeCornerStore.com. Two locations that serve you in the Jackson area, there in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, there in Floyd by the Half Shell. Or you can visit them online at CollegeCornerStore.com and choose from the biggest and best selection of MSU merchandise in central Mississippi. I drove past Humble Taco on my way to the ballpark today. Saw some of you guys out on the patio, saw some of you all inside. Glad to see that. Glad to see local restaurants thriving. Humble Taco is a place that's going to thrive for a long, long time here in Starkville because it's just so good. Great food, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. Anytime you can get Mexican food, I mean, we've already established here on this very show, it's a winner here in Starkville. But when you put that twist on it and you use those Mississippi ingredients, then you got the best of both worlds. So, a great innovative menu that has something for everybody. Great drinks, great beer lists, wine, and of course all their custom cocktails. A fantastic patio for when it's a little warmer than it is today. And you're just going to enjoy yourself when you're at Humble Taco. All right. Today's ads were two minutes and thirty seconds, Joel. We'll see how much podcast we have, and we'll figure out if that guy is a liar or not. <laughs> So, before we get into it, though, I do want to give you guys a thank you. I appreciate you guys tuning in because you have turned Thunder and Lightning into the number three rated sports news podcast in America.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know. I don't know. We're, we're behind. Number two is a podcast about the New York Jets. Rumor is that Tom Ebel listens five times a day. So, maybe he's pushing up their numbers. And then we're behind Boomer and Geo. That's Boomer Esiason. It's one of the New York uh, like WFAN shows or whatever that they do in podcast form. That's the
1: only two in front of us. I think well, we can take the Jets. I don't know about Boomer. I mean, I think together Thunder and Lightning can take down a Boomer. That's a good point. I mean, that's
0: a good point. So you guys have match. been tuning in. Our numbers have been great, and we appreciate you guys tuning in and uh, listening to what you know. Two, two guys from Mississippi
1: have to say about Mississippi State. All right. It's kind of crazy because I always just kind of pictured as just me and you sitting here, shooting the breeze. It. it I don't really think that's about the fact best kind of podcast
0: though is when it just feels like this. I'm just listening to these two guys talk. Yeah, I mean, you know, we could all, we could all just be at the sports bar and you guys are just listening. So,
1: well, wherever you are, we appreciate we you. We appreciate
0: listening. it. All right, Mississippi State eight to one over Kentucky. Joel, I don't think like, we could have drawn it up a whole lot different. Maybe a couple of more hits here and there, but from a pitching perspective, we said on Thursday show. It's all about Christian McLeod bouncing back. He had maybe his best game of the year.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was dominant. Looked great. Had every, pretty much every pitch he, he has in his arsenal. He was had working. command. Uh, didn't walk a soul. Gave up two hits over six innings. Of course, didn't give up a run. Struck out 11. I mean, he looked like Mississippi State's best pitcher. Yeah. On, on Thursday night. now. That's, that's high breeze on this staff. Yeah. And he uh, he looked every bit the part of the ace. And you know when you do that, what what do we say? You, it's not like you got to be the 27 Yankees out there offensively right, right. whenever you get that kind of performance and and you know state was not really great offensively. And I know if you just if you didn't watch the game and you wake up this morning and you look and see Mississippi State won 8-1, first thing you might think, oh, not only did they Pitch well, the offense came around. Mm-hmm. That may be your thought. And, look, they had a a good eighth inning when they scored four runs. But prior to that eighth inning, I think State was O for their first 11, I believe, with runners in scoring position. Mm-hmm. And finished, and, and one, finished of 1 of 14. The 1 was a big 1. It yeah. was Cam James' bases-loaded, bases-clearing double, mm-hmm. three-run double. So, uh, you know, if you're going to make one count, he kind of did. But uh, – it wasn't a perfect offensive night. Josh Hatcher's struggles kind of continued. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you don't have to have perfect offensive nights when you pitch like when that. When you pitch like that. And yeah. and that's what State got. And Brandon Smith kind of I thought he was sorta, better. He was better. He but his wasn't, defense kind of lost him. He, you know, he, had, he gave up an error. Yeah. Or the
0: defense gave up an error. In he kind of hurt
1: himself uh, with the one that he just basically air to the but back. he should have been in the dugout.
0: Yeah. And then in the – I guess that's in the – was it the eighth inning maybe? I think think that's right. Where he, he gets the guy leaning. He's got him picked off, but Hatcher can't get the tag down. Yeah. Really a rough night for Josh Hatcher. Um on top of not being able to hit, to, to have a, a defensive lapse.
1: You said like this uh, a few days ago, and you, and you may would have been right had they played the midweek game, but it almost feels like maybe he just needs to sit a day. He needs and, and Just to reset. Talking to Chris Lamonis after the game,
0: him talking about Kellum Clark being fully available, I'm not going to be totally surprised if that happens because Hatcher is now, if I did the math right, and I'm pretty sure I did, he's
1: 4 of 28 in SEC play. I mean, he's at the point now where if you put Kellum out there, mm-hmm. even if Kellum's got to, you know, cuz Kellum hasn't seen a lot of live action, right. <laughs> you know, but even if he struggles a little bit here, mm-hmm. what are you losing right now? Right. I mean, if it, he goes cuz Hatch is giving If he
0: goes 5 of his next 28, he's doing better than Hatcher is right now. I mean, that's just sort of where you are. And I, and I we're going to replay our interview with Jake Mangum uh from yesterday. On, at the back end of today's show. We're just going to recap this game and then do that. But he, he talked about, you know, Hatcher having those two hits on Sunday. Hoped that that might revitalize him, but he, you know, he looked lost again tonight, 0 for 5 with three strikeouts. Um, batting averages down to 216. Now, Rowdy Jordan had a pretty good night, 1 for 3. Three runs scored, a couple of RBI, including a solo home run. Yeah, it was on base four of the five times he, he came yeah, to took play. a couple of base hits. So, yeah, R- I'm sorry, got a couple of hit by pitch. Scored like half the runs. Three mm-hmm. runs scored, yeah. yeah. Um, so really good night for him. Braylon Skinner back in the lineup, one for five, but got robbed of one base hit for sure. And, and you know, just should, had had an opportunity to, to he, he looked good. He looked okay in that leadoff spot. Tanner Allen was 0 for 2 on the night, but he walked a couple of times. Cam James, who you mentioned, was 2 for 4 with 4 RBI. Luke Hancock, 0 for 2, but 2 RBI for him. A couple of sack flies in the first and third. Um, and then really nothing out of the bottom of the order. But Brule did have a base hit, scored a couple of runs. Logan Forsythe also had a base hit. Length. Why do I keep saying Logan? <laughs> did he have a brother named
1: Logan or something? I, I don't know. I, I, I I've think said I, it like five times. Yeah, and I think you've gotten me to do it a time or two as oh, well. So State I hear you do it, and it's rubbing eight on Eight runs on only six hits.
0: Um, Kentucky had, uh, had five hits and only had one run. A couple of errors for Kentucky uh, late in the game that sort of kept things going. That sort of led to that big inning um, for the Bulldogs there. But, again, the story of the night for me is McLeod and the way that he pitched. And and if he like, – the state needs him to pitch like that every time out. They need him to, you know, that's what you want from your Friday night guy. He has to be the guy. He might not you – know, win or lose, that's that's not up to him, right, because it depends on, on, on the runs you get. But he has to put you in a position to win every time out. Otherwise, you know, you got to find somebody else. Now it becomes for McLeod stacking them up. Do it again next week against Auburn. Uh, what can you do? This is a good night for MSU in the West, by the way. Ole Miss lost. Arkansas lost to Auburn, two to one. Uh, LSU got humbled. I got a b- bad feeling about what's happening <laughs> down in Baton Rouge, and I, I, it hurts me to see. You know, I it, we'll talk about Maneri's comments before we get out of here. I want to talk about that with you. I want to okay. get your thoughts. All right. My thoughts were made very clear on Sports Talk Mississippi uh, earlier today, but I thought this was the. Pretty much exactly what Mississippi State needed. They got runs. They had the timely hitting. The pitching was very good. Brandon Smith looked okay. Houston Harding comes in and you know just gets an easy out. You know, easy as you please. Stone Simmons had a little trouble there in the ninth, but he seems to have some trust from the staff uh, as a true freshman. I mean, because he
1: almost they almost treat him like a closer in training a little bit. There
0: is something to that, yeah. Just like go out there and then see what yeah, you do. You got and the wa- night. Well, he, gets, and he <laughs> walks and then the, the error was on him. And uh, I don't know if they scored that an error or not, but it, he, he he missed a throw on a ground ball. Um, but then he gets two strikeouts and and, and, and finishes off the inning. And so, you know, you didn't have to use Landon Sims. Didn't have to use Parker Stinnett, Didn't have to, you know, some of your bigger guns you still got. I'm interested to see, and I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm sort of surprised that maybe at 8-1 you didn't see Sarantola. Just to see. I You know, I asked Chris about that on – Monday on Sports Talk Mississippi, and he said, you know, they're trying to figure out what his role is going to be going forward. But
1: sort of surprised that, you know, 8-1, why not send him in there? I think the next time you, just my opinion. Wait for midweek? The next time you put him out there, you make sure it is a, not a little pressure situation, a zero pressure situation. Like, up. Who's midweek? It's Southern University. That's who the midweek is this yeah. coming week. If State's up fifteen nothing, run yeah. Sarantola yeah. out there. Then where you there is absolutely nothing that could go wrong. I got you. I, like because I mean State's probably beating Kentucky up eight one, but you don't want him to go out there and then hit a batter and then walk a batter and then all of a sudden you look around and you're like, well you got to bring it yeah. Then you gotta are lane, yeah, and then you <laughs> you're like we gotta,
0: we got to get out of this. So yeah, but you, you might be right on that, but. We'll see if he gets any action this weekend. But a good win for Mississippi State. 18-7 and overall now. 3-4 uh, and four in the conference. I guess they would be... Ole Miss should be, what, 6-1. and one. So they're three games out of first. And we'll see what happens. Ole Miss struggled against Florida. Flo- I thought Florida was going to do the opener thing. You know, they didn't start Tommy Mace tonight. But instead, I-, I forget the guy's name, he threw four innings. And then Mace came in and threw five innings of scoreless relief. So I don't know if that's the that was the plan for Florida or not, but it seems to have worked. We mentioned LSU; they just got blasted by Vanderbilt, and now they got to face Jack Leiter. Um, and then Alabama—I I forget who Alabama's playing this week. Do you know off the top of your head? I don't. It's either Georgia, South Carolina, or Tennessee. I know that because those are the only four schools that didn't play tonight. Yeah, um,
1: I know a And M won because they were beating a And M was up sixteen
0: nothing over Missouri. the Last I saw it, I didn't go back to look. Auburn getting a win over Arkansas means one of two things. Either State really dropped the ball last week or Auburn is going to lose the next two games by a combined score of 28 to 5. i mean just going to get murdered by Arkansas the next two games. I don't know. But this was a good bounce back win for State and now having Bednar out there tomorrow, you feel pretty confident about him and his ability to shut down Kentucky who you know we talked about it, you know, they haven't really played anybody. No, they and, haven't and They've... their batters mm-hmm. look like it.
1: <clears throat> their numbers when you look at them just at their numbers I mean, their numbers are really good coming into this weekend. Um, <laughs> they, uh, coming into this weekend, they were one of three teams in the conference that had a team batting average of 300 or better. Yeah. Uh, they were one of three teams that had an ERA of three or under. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you looked at them statistically... Tonight they were 5 of 33. Yeah, I mean, you looked at them statistically, they looked pretty good, but I think part of that is a little bit competition level. And one guy had sport, three of their so. hits.
0: That's Kessler, who's hitting a robust four eighty eight on the season. That guy's pretty good. But they had five hits, and one guy had three of them. So, you know, gosh. I mean, it, really a rough night for Kentucky offensively. Uh Talk, I guess we'll talk a little bit about coaches real quick. Minion complaining about the first base coach. What were your thoughts on that? I felt like that was a totally useless and sort of petty thing to do.
1: Yeah, I, I really like Nick Mengeon. Um love him when he was here, loved our interactions when he was here. I, I was telling and I was talking in the press box, I think, to Steve about um a couple years ago whenever Mingion came back for the very first time since leaving Mississippi State, when he came back as the head coach of Kentucky. Uh, I called him and, and did a little story on all that and, and we ended up talking a lot longer just chatting than we did uh, any interview stuff. So I, I, I really like minji on a lot. But when he's between those lines, I mean he is ultra competitive and if he thinks he can find any little nook cranny whatever to get a call go his way or and and look, I you know, earlier in the game Rowdy had squared I think it was Rowdy had squared around for a bunt. Mm-hmm. And he wanted that reviewed. Yeah, um, that was foresight. Was it foresight? Yeah, yeah, maybe. It was, but anyway, I I had no problem with that. You know, see if he pulled it back. See if he did whatever. I, I get you're doing all you can for your team. And in that instance, um, I, I I think that his pitcher had thrown a ball there, so it was one and O. And if you get that call, if you're right, then instead of one and it's 0 and It's just yeah. a pitch, but. He is so ultra competitive that if, if he can find any little nook, cranny, whatever, he's gonna go for it. That said, if I was the head coach of Kentucky, I wouldn't have done that. Like, just, like, did it really matter? Was it that important? Um, what? But that's just who Nick is, man. I mean, between he, he's gonna he's gonna ask to check and, and think, uh, different strokes for different folks. I don't think he's wrong to try and, and find any little thing that would help his team, but I didn't think that was worth. Even mentioning, but and that wasn't even a review. By the way, did you hear Chris Lamonas's answer to that? Yeah, like they, they, they called the league. They office
0: called the league office to find out if that was basically if it was an illegal pitch. Can you imagine getting that phone call?
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, he did what? I like the picture. Tell Mangione to shut up. I like the picture, uh like Sankey just sitting there with you know, tidy whiteies and a plain white tee on, sitting on his a recliner, highlights, <laughs> yeah, with some
0: pretzels. Phone
1: rings. And, and, <laughs> it's a landline. <laughs> And
0: he's just sitting there, is somebody going to get the phone? <laughs> and his wife picks up, it's for you, it's the umpire, Mississippi State. <laughs> what? And he's got to like get up and traips through the living room. He's stepping over like clothes and stuff. <laughs> Hello?
1: What? There's a dog barking the in the dog, background. Get the
0: dog to shut up, I'm trying to talk. <laughs> he did what? Tell Minchione to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Play like it. Don't call here again. That would be... That's, what's he watching? Like Archie Bunker or something? He's not even watching... Yeah, he's not watching he's the not game. He's not watching
1: baseball. He's watching, you know... Whatever's on TV Land or something, he's watching like CrossFit or something like that. Cause didn't he like a big CrossFit? Didn't, he, didn't he do CrossFit? No, because
0: for this he's in the whitey tighties. Oh, that's right. He's got the Miller High Life. He's not. He's, he's not, not doing that. He's not watching CrossFit. Like, this is this is my my time for me. I work hard all week watching Tropic so, Thunder or something. Yeah, like so okay. so I can come home and just watch a little TV and have a Miller <laughs> High Life. And these idiots in Starkville are calling me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually a really funny scenario. Gotta be honest. Speaking of funny, you know what I think is funny? Hypocrisy. Imagine, Joel, if I was doing a video uh, uh, an interview. Like, well, so tell me about your co-host, Joel Coleman. Well, I'll tell you what, he's a big fat piece of lard. That guy is just so out of shape, it's ridiculous. I talk to him all the time, and I'm like, hey, you gotta lose some weight, buddy. It's ridiculous. You know, you come in here, you're sloppy. I can tell you you've been eating candy the whole time. It's just awful. Imagine if that happened, right? Wouldn't people look at me funny and go, like, wait a minute. Hey, Dad is talking smack about Joel's fitness. <laughs> right? That would be, be ironic. a, little, be a little, yes. Hypocritical, if you will. That's how I feel about Paul Maneri, the head coach at LSU, complaining about hostile fans. Hostile fans. I wish I had the clip. Did you hear, have you heard this clip? I hadn't heard it, He's but like, I saw what he said. They were nasty. They were just nasty. It's just, you know, they were just, they were, some of the things they were saying, just, you know, first of all, I didn't realize he was, You he sound like, like
1: Peter Griffin over there.
0: No, Peter Griffin would say, they were nasty. They were just nasty, and they, they, they called him very hurtful names. I don't know. This, he, that's how Maneri was talking. It's very, it's, it were just, you know, some of the stuff they were saying, it's unbelievable. Like, really? Unbelievable? Have you been in your own stadium? Do you wear earbuds? Like are you just listening to you know John Denver while your team is playing, and you walk into an LSU athletic event not wearing purple and gold, and tell me about hostile fans. Is this a joke? Is this like uh, are they you know are they ribbing us? Is this a rib? Are they going to come back in a couple of days? Like it is April Fool's Day as we. It's not anymore, but it was. Is that what this is? Is this April Fool's joke? Like, ha, ha, I'm gonna go out there. And t- I'm gonna make fun of hostile fans, despite the fact that I coach LSU, where people lob bags of urine at me. All right, <laughs> where where Brian Haydad got pissed on off the top of Tiger Stadium. That happened. I'm gonna make fun of other fans. Like ten kids from Tennessee were making fun of Trey Morgan's hair, and they're like, "It's very, very nasty. Very nasty, like, Shut up." <laughs> Maneri's in a lot of trouble. They're going to be one and eight. They're not. They're not getting a win on LSU on Vanderbilt this week. I don't think. They st- and if oh, you thought you thought the ten kids at Tennessee were a problem in three weeks, you're going to go to a fully packed Oxford Swayze Field. Trey Morgan may just they may not make the trip. That's the other thing you've told you. Basically, what you've said is that Trey Morgan is mentally weak, and that you can get in his head. You just you just screwed that poor kid. An LSU coach complaining about, and complaining about not, they got some calls that, you know, I mean, first off, I expect him to be fined, but are are you, are you really complaining? Are you really saying the officials, are you, for real? I was in Tiger Stadium when LeBrandon Tofield fumbled and they called it a touchdown. I got the photographic evidence that he fumbled the football. And you're complaining about balls and strikes and hostile fans. I would say get over yourself, but you're so short you can't. Incredible. (laughs) Absolutely incredible that this happened. It's like Trump telling somebody, you know, maybe you ought to tone down the rhetoric on Twitter just a touch. Can you imagine? Or Biden being like, could you speak a little clearer? I I can't understand what you're saying. That's, that's what just
1: happened here. The height of hypocrisy <laughs> from Paul Maneri. Your cousin, who is also the greatest IT man in the business. The top Dodge guy. I mean, he often posts a meme to yeah, you. Yeah, of, of Maneri. Of, uh, well, no, I wasn't even talking about that one. I was talking uh, about the, the pot and the kettle. Yeah, yeah, this is what this, this is.
0: This was a walking embodiment of that. The only difference is, in this case, the pot is the size of the earth. <laughs> that's how much hypocrisy is in that pot. LSU fans, LSU guys, complaining about hostile crowds. For God's sakes, the children spit on you at LSU. If it wasn't, I don't want to go too far down the LSU because you know where that might lead. I'm just saying. <laughs> and nobody who's ever been to Tiger Stadium is going to disagree with me. When I think of pulmonary,
1: look, Brian, I live with.
0: I know you want to know my, my I, when I think about Paul What's Well, the first time I saw him, I was like, who's a little kid. It's like they let the bat boy go talk to the pitcher? Who is that?
1: <laughs> go ahead. I live with three kids. You do? Under the age of five. They whine less. I, that's what I was going to say, man. When I think of Paul Maneri, I think of complaining. He's a whiner. Like, that's all I ever... He's a whiner. He's a complainer. It is, they were so nasty. They are really nasty, what they said. I don't know that I've ever heard a media availability or a, a time that he's spoken with the media that there was not a complaint of some kind. Yeah.
0: Just, you know, there's nasty talking about you know talking about him like a growth on his butt or something. I don't know. <laughs> he didn't say that, but it's funny to think about. <sighs> I can't. I can't believe the LSU coach complained about hostile fans. It's just incredible to me. I, I, I have trouble wrapping my head around it.
1: I, I'm. I'm I, gonna guess like. I don't know Tanner Allen or somebody may have a story from being in Baton Rouge. I'm sure he heard something. Oh, I'm sure. I bet if we had, asked, if I, you know, if I had asked, Jay, if, I, and
0: rest assured, if this had happened when I before I interviewed Jake Mangum, I would have asked. I would have asked. So, all right, let's move on over to that interview. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Don't forget uh, this weekend up in Corinth at the Price Cutter. Man, it's going to be a heck of a situation up there. They're going to be giving away some burgers up there. All you've got to do is bring... Are you okay? I like how you describe it. It's going to be a heck of a situation. It's, I, mean, I, mean. I can get a free burger, a free welcome home beef burger. That is, that is a situation. That burger is going to be delicious. It's not nasty at all. Uh, so anyway, Price Connor, I'm sorry, not in Corinth. In Pontotoc, John Crawford is putting on the show up there... Great deals, great Welcome Home Beef products on the shelf there. Check them out. Again, that's at the Price Cutter in Pontotoc on Saturday, 12 to 2. Super Talk will be there with a big radio remote. Going to be some great deals on all the Welcome Home Beef products they have on the shelf there. And all you got to do is bring your receipt, and boom, you get a free half-pound burger courtesy of Welcome Home Beef and the Price Cutter. All right, our good friends at Two Brothers, again... Uh, could, should I go to two brothers again should I do it again this week three times in seven days I mean you're not going to regret it if you do you're right about that I just feel like people might think I have a problem at that point like Brian maybe you know would, could I get a two brothers intervention what would that be though I would fight that intervention I'd be like you know what I can live my I can go to stop going to two brothers anytime I want I just don't want to you know I would fight that intervention so
1: if loving two brothers is wrong I don't want to be right exactly Absolutely. Hello,
0: is it Two Brothers you're looking for? <laughs> These are questions I have. So, head over to Two Brothers if you're up here this weekend to watch baseball. That's a decision you won't regret. Great food, great drinks, great atmosphere out there on the patio. Fantastic time to be had whenever you're at Two Brothers. Uh, if, you're, if you're asking for recommendations from Brian Haydad, smoked wings, chipotle tacos. the bar- I, I've, I've become a fan of their barbecue chicken sandwich. It's really good. And it's chicken. Here's the other thing I found. You know, when I... when I, when I occasionally, you know, look at the calories and stuff. Barbecue is not bad. Like, it's grilled meat. If you, if you can stay away from some of the, the, you know, the heavier stuff, it's not bad for you. A barbecue chicken sandwich, even with cheese and bacon on it, which it comes with cheese and bacon. Maybe that's why I like it so much. You know, I'm saying. Check them out. 621 University Drive. Also, our good friends over at Vantage Business Systems say... One thing is for sure with them, we, we 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 didn't say it just tastes good. The Advantage Business Systems doesn't taste good.
1: I don't think we said it at all. all we day, didn't.
0: We didn't. But yeah. it's okay. It's going to be all right. People know at this point. They know. that's true. And they also know that Advantage Business Systems has a great inventory of products to help your business succeed, and they provide great customer service, just like any great local business would. Fifty years of business in this state. You just don't stay open. The doors don't stay open that long. Unless you're doing something right. They've helped hundreds of businesses just like yours. Give them a call today and find out how they can help you. It's 601-362-9192. Or visit them online at absms.com. you find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. We're going to be about a 40-minute podcast with about four and a half on the uh, the the uh, ads today. So when you say it's taken up half the podcast, what that makes you, sir, is a liar. <clears> he <throat> said very nasty things about it. It's very nasty and I don't like that. I don't like it when people say, nah, that's very hostile. But you know what? What? Because you and I are the fine gentlemen we are. We're going to let him listen gonna for free. We're going to let him listen for free anyway. So Joel and I are going to get out of here now because we'll just go, do, go right into our interview with uh, with Mangum. We will be back uh, with you. We will actually have uh, an Easter Sunday podcast, and what that means is we're going to record Saturday after the final game. We'll put it up there so you'll have the podcast on 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 Sunday. So while you're out, you know, hunting for eggs or or doing whatever it is you're traveling to the fam traveling to see your family you can have thunder and lightning right there with you so we'll head over to that interview with jake mangum for joel t coleman i'm brian haydad thanks for listening to thunder and lightning on super talk mississippi this is a thunder and lightning exclusive here on super talk mississippi available at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from brian haydad here with a guy you might know you may have heard of him if you're a mississippi state fan former player. You know, we like to get those guys on there and let them relive the glory days a little bit. You know, I guess he had some. My good friend, Jake Mangum, is going to join me here. Jake, I'm not even going to we are talk about MSU for a minute. How are you doing?
2: Man, doing great. Um, just been down here in Florida for a couple months now, training, getting ready for spring training. Today, we had our first COVID test, our intake test, they called it. and uh, pr- First day of practice is Saturday. I can't freaking wait.
0: When's the last summer you didn't play baseball prior to last year?
2: Uh, age five. Oh man,
0: how how was that? Just just not going through the routines of whatever baseball season is for you. How how difficult was that mentally?
2: It was difficult mentally, but to be honest with you, man, there was a lot of great things that came out of it. Look, whenever COVID hit a year ago, and we left spring training to, to go back home, and whenever they called off the uh, the camp, I. Uh, I actually went on a Matt Wyatt show, and I remember saying—I remember vividly—I was. I said, "Look, you can look at this one or two ways. You can either look at this optimistically, you can be negative about it, just like anything in life." And uh, in 2020, it, it was—it was a big year of growth for me, man. I did a lot of things that I've never been able to do. I was I was able to get in the weight room and change some things with my body. I was able to get in the cage and change some things with my swing that I'm really excited about this, to put on display this year and to see how it does. I—I um, I, I grew. In my faith, more more than ever, when you got closer to God. Uh, I relied on Him through most of it. Um, I was able to spend a lot of time with friends and family that I weren't able, ever able to do in the summer. You know, I was able to go on a boat on the reservoir. I was able to, you know, enjoy a, a beach day in the summer. You, you name it. And 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 the biggest thing was I was able to move down to South Florida and train at Cressy Sports Performance, where I got live at bats all year against big league arms. I'm talking about guys that have. A very long resume in the big leagues, and I was able to face those guys, learn from those guys, hit with professional baseball players, and grow as a baseball player by doing so.
0: You got me curious then, because you know you're the SEC's all-time leading hitter, one of the best hitters in college baseball history. What do you, ch- what does a guy like that change about his swing?
2: Man, adapt or die, man, adapt or die. Uh, Brent Booker said that uh, his sophomore year after he had, he broke or he won the triple crown, you know it's, baseball it, it, it's just you're never going to be perfect and it's always a fight to get better every day it's a game of failure so you got to learn how to fail as much as possible really and um you know and my you know my i guess mo in college was he's a slap the his head singles you know which which i kind of took offense to and you know i i'd like to change that and you uh, know i think i've done that i think i've done everything i needed to do in regards to getting ready to play this season i'm I'm ready to put on you know you know a really good year uh, God willing just to, to have a healthy year and play well so uh, the things the things not changed, I'm, I'm just able to backspin a couple more balls now into the tops so, of uh, them that's uh, that's really the you know watered down version of it um, and I'm really excited to see how I'll do in games
0: so what is the plan for you this season with the Mets what where are you headed and, and what what's your goal for this year
2: my goal is to continue to get better every single day uh, that, that goal will never change and uh, as far as the season, uh, wherever they put me, whether it's low A, high A, double A, triple A, you name it, wherever, wherever I go, I, I just, I just want to be the best player I can be, the best
1: teammate I can be. Well,
0: let's, let's talk a little bit about Mississippi State. You know, now that you get to watch it sort of from, you know, far away the way that I get to watch it and you see what's going on with this team, got off to such a great start, obviously, you know, rough patch last weekend, but you know that, you know, getting swept by Arkansas is certainly not a, a kiss of death on the season. First, first question is, you know, now that you, I saw you on social media having some uh, some issues with some people the other day. Do, do you do you see more of what fans say about this team and how they sort of live and die with each pitch? Now,
2: hello, man. I've been. I've never heard from social media in my years of college or or now post college. I've you know I see it all. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd be lying if I told you if I didn't. I, I remember very vividly the, the night junior year. Uh, we had a head coaching change during the season. Yeah. We were two and seven in conference, and we just got punched in the mouth on a Tuesday at McNeese State. Okay, I get on the bus, and I saw some nasty stuff on Twitter about me, about the team, and I took that, I took that to heart, man. So honestly, I, for the for the guys this year on the team, uh, the things I got to say to them is, man, just use that as some fire, man. Use that as some, for some fire in, in the fire, you know. Um, Doubt, doubt is a very dangerous thing for someone that's down, because uh, you know it's fight or flight, really, and that, that's kind of how we've always looked at it. And um, we were two and seven in, in the conference. We had a terrible start, and we ended up going to Omaha. Um, and some horrible things were said about our team, and including me that year. And I and I remember hitting actually very well that year. Uh, I was hitting like three twenty, and people were still dogging me out at that time of the year. Um, we had some guys pitching really well that year, and people dogging them out. Uh, our fan base is terrific it is the best fan base in the country but you're always going to have a couple people that are vocal about their opinions and that's okay and and that's that's the beauty of playing in mississippi baseball or yeah mi- honestly anywhere in mississippi but mississippi state baseball the beauty of it is the fact that our fan base cares so much the man that they, they they will ride or die with you they really will and um and sometimes those negative things it, it there's just no really place for it man and, and that's and that, that's that's my take on it but um you know it 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 stinks to see people you know kind of dog out our team after uh, getting swept by arkansas because the last time we got swept by arkansas we ended up going to all mall yeah, yeah so look it, we tried to it's make gonna be okay i yeah. i just negativity is not good in any place in life you know and uh i hate to see it our fan base is so great but um It's the best fan base in the world. Love them to death. But, you know, there's a couple bad apples that are vocal about their opinions and and be real negative. Um, But that's okay. Um, I think the dogs are going to be
0: just fine. We were asked, we had our mailbag show yesterday, and somebody asked, you know, who do you think the the mangum on this team is in terms of being the leader, the guy who will drag the other eight guys in that lineup and say, we're going to do this. Joel and I both said it was Tanner Allen. Was that an assessment you would agree with?
2: Yeah, Tanner's a great leader, um, and he loves Mississippi State, man. Look, he, he, if this has been last year. He's not going to go out bad. I promise you that. Uh, same with Rowdy. Same with Hatch. Same with, you know, the older guys on the team. You know, there's, there's so many guys that, that can. And look, and it wasn't just me. Uh, and whenever I was there, look, well, we had a we had a locker room full of some dogs that got after it. It wasn't just me. It was a lot of guys on the team that that picked each other up. Well, there was a lot of games I didn't perform the best of my ability, but other guys picked me up. Um, there's a lot of guys in that locker room that are capable to lead the way, and there's a lot of coaches in that in the office that are able to lead the way. Uh, I I am not worried one bit about this year's baseball team. Uh, they're going to be just fine.
0: When you do watch this team, though, what, what do you see as a guy who's played in in SEC games before? What are you seeing from them at the plate at, at on the mound that you like, and what don't you like?
2: Well, I, I really liked how we've been pitching all year. That's obvious because they were you know up until this weekend it was the best in the country uh you know offensively I we have a lot of dudes that you know aren't playing to their ability right now I know that uh look Rowdy Jordan it's like clockwork man he, he's gonna start the season slow but it he is one four for five night away from just taking over man right Tanner Allen he's he's been hitting these he's fine uh, same with Hatch man Hatch Hatch ended Sunday's game with two hits I think that might have been a little kickstart for him uh but, and uh, I I like the team as a whole. I, I I truly believe that this is an Omaha baseball team that we have this year. They just got to come together and, and start clicking, man. And, look, you don't want to be hot the first three months of the season. We've seen that. Heck, well, in 2016, arguably one of the best baseball teams ever at Mississippi State. We didn't go to Omaha, but we got swept by Texas A&M that year. Yeah. But, uh, it, in 2019, like we, we lost here. It, it, look. It's part of it. You're not going to play perfect baseball from February to July, and if, you, and if, and if that's what you expect, then, then you're, just, you're going to be disappointed. It's okay. Uh, we got a good Kentucky baseball team this weekend. We just need to get on the right start. We need, we need, we need C-Mac to come out there and, and shove it down somebody's throat, man, like he can do. Um, I'm not worried about it. I think the team is going to be just fine.
0: Today, you know, as, as we're recording, it's Wednesday, so in this, this interview airs. it will be Thursday, April 1st, opening day for, for Major League Baseball. What does opening day mean to you?
2: Man, my opening day won't be until May 4th, but the Major League opening day is tomorrow. I'll be watching. Uh, all I really got to say is opening day is just – it's like – it's just an early Christmas. That's all it is. Um, I cannot tell you how excited I am for May 4th to roll around. I am I am. – it is I, – I mean, I, it, someone's got to just slap me in the face that day and tell me to calm down. So – uh, it's just, it's a, it's a special day for all for all baseball players, man, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it.
0: I'm sure if he's I don't know if he's still on the roster with you still, but if Duplantis is still on the roster, I bet he'll slap you in the face if you ask him.
2: Yeah, he's actually my roommate for spring training, man. He's uh, he's the man. I love that dude to death, and uh, man, well, what a great college baseball player he
0: was. Yeah, two of the two of the best uh, in SEC history on, on the same team, uh, and then rooming together. That I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I, I have I think you and I both have some contacts at uh, Barstool Sports. That just reeks of some sort of blog or, or, you know, quick video every day. That could be something to – we could monetize that, Jake. Just just keep that in mind. I just want to say that to you. We can make a little you. you know, you don't have to worry about name, image, likeness anymore. That's, that's You can do what you want. I
2: guess so, man. Antoine's a good dude. I love him
0: to death. Let me ask you about that real quick because Jake Mangum is a kid, you know, in, when he was in college – that could have had a lot of uh, side hustles with the name-image-likeness thing that's going around right now. You know, Jake Mangum's hitting camp could have made you, I mean, a boatload of money back in the day if you had been able to do it. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Man, I i used to say, you know, if a kid earns the right to, to make money off of his name, then who should stop him? You know, if he earns that right, but the issue is, is I actually read something Coach Cohen said about it, and it was pretty spot on. He was just saying, I think it was Coach Cohen. I don't know. It was, it was somebody. Man, it, the recruiting side of it. There's just so much gray area. I don't know. I don't want to be the person to to ever make that call. It's a really, it's a tricky thing, man. It's a tricky thing because because look, if imagine Alabama football, if you add in the fact that they can make money by their name mm. how much money could a mac jones made or aj mccarron or you know, you just the list goes on and on this it it's just it's just a sketchy sketchy topic and i want to err on the side of you know if a kid earns the right to, to sell his name and likeness have at it he earned that right he played well enough to do that and, you know he, he took a risk to go to that college to play he should do that but if he, but like i said the issue is the recruiting side of it the the, and like I just said, I brought up two quarterbacks at Alabama. What about the offensive line at Alabama? Yeah. I, I think that was Coach Cohen that brought up that point. You know, as a pitcher, if a pitcher at Mississippi State's making money, what about his catcher? Yeah. You know, it, there's a lot that goes into it, and I'm really glad I'm not the person that has to make that call.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of gray area and a lot, a lot of uh, opportunity for sketchiness. We'll put it that way. I definitely agree exactly. with that.
2: Exactly. And you already know that there's some cheating going on. You hear what? it here and there. With basketball, football, baseball, you, you, you name it—you name the sport. There's people are you know it, it, it's there. I mean, you, I mean, heck, LSU basketball had the, the video or recording last year, whatever yeah. it was. But it, it just it opens up a lot more doors to stuff like that, and you just don't want to see that in such a pure sport. Uh, just and, and what I know, college baseball. I love that level of baseball just because it's, it's such a pure game, man. Mm. I, I like the fact that there's no money involved. It's just a bunch of dudes wearing their logo, representing their university that love the game and love their school.
0: But last question. If the Mets win the NL East, will you call Joel Coleman to rub that in?
2: <laughs> nah, man, I, I <laughs> love Joel to death. I grew up a Braves fan.
0: Um, oh, I'm hurt. I was hoping you'd be like, yes. Man,
2: I, look, I – I went the draft process four times. Once in high school, I knew I wasn't getting picked. No, you know, we're good there. I was irrelevant in the pros' eyes out of high school. Uh, but sophomore, junior, and senior year, it was all three New York teams. Um, Yankees, Mets, Mets. So uh, I, I think gods you know, he, he has me where I want to be. Or not where I want to be. He has me where he wants me to be uh, as far as, as far as Joel, man, look, I no hard feelings, but you know, it's it's the NL East, man. It's going to be a dogfight every year for I, for I'd say at least for the next eight ten years. This division's stacked and it's young.
0: Well, you've got that new new owner, billionaire guy. Don't be afraid to ask for a raise. Is all I'm telling. You.
2: Man, I got I just I just got to go ahead. I've I just need a good year this year, and let's just that's all I need to worry Make about. Make it
0: happen. Jake, man, it's always great to talk to you. Wish you nothing but the best down there. Gonna know we're gonna see you in the majors very, very soon. Anytime you want to talk, you give me a call. We'll put you on the show.
2: You got it, Brian. It's always great to talk to you, man. Miss you guys.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi Ah! media production.